Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida, this is KMA Talk Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, Alex Tavella, a.k.a. The Goat, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe. I like to smoke them like the Winston Churchill. Good morning to all our loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of the leaf. I'm your host, Honest A, broadcasting for KMA Talk Radio from sunny South Florida, along with my trusted cohorts, as always every week, they call the Italian scallion himself, Shameless Paul. And of course, the man also known as the GOAT, Alex. I see you still going with the COVID background. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I didn't have time to change it, <laughs> so it's the COVID chest background again. <laughs> I was That's trying to change mine in the break, but yeah, what like downloading stuff from the internet, studio stuff. It's just a studio, but I had like a I had like a cool background that I wanted to put on. You got for, some shady uh, where I was going. this weekend. Yeah, you're you're ill prepared. You got shady gray going on in the bottom. Your green screen. Do is I? A, yeah, a little bit. Move your shoulder. The other shoulder, you jerk. Yeah, see. Oh, I got shit. Never mind. Shade. Throw in shade. Wait, didn't we get you a green screen, Paul? Yeah, he just had, doesn't have it close enough. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I you know what I just you know what we should get you, Abe? One of them ones that goes right on the chair. I know. Yeah, oh, that'd be great. It goes right on the back of the chair. Because you work. don't have a lot of room. It won't work behind the chair because the desk will block it. And the clearance isn't another two feet behind the chair where it can get wider. It would yeah. only be wide. If it was a Why chair. don't you just make that whole background? I got a cabinet uh, in the corner and stuff. It messes it all up. Yeah. Uh, yep. Hmm. There you go. Anyway. What is that? Is, is that the Disney thing? Jeez. Oh, Epcot, bro. Uh, 40th anniversary. Uh, you were just there, there no? for the 40th anniversary. Yeah, I didn't realize it was the 40th anniversary. We got a lithograph that's like embossed and like really cool, and they were only they were only given out to people that day. So I have it framed up on the wall here. If you saw, <laughs> that's why I probably should have a green screen because it'd give you so much fodder if you saw what my office here, all the different th- Disney memorabilia I have hanging up in this office. <laughs> nice, nice word, by the way, fodder. I yeah. like that word. Coop has a you know, we that was a whole discussion. Coop has a good point. You're probably going to get sued now, Paul, for using that background with my Disney. Oh, maybe it'll be worth you know it. What? That would be I, the 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 glorifying moment of the Paul's life. Moment of KMA, of KMA Talk Radio. Paul, in all seriousness, I have been threatened with a lawsuit by Disney before. Have you? It's Why? The, it was the stupidest thing. Right, so got, when we I first opened, yeah. So when we first opened the theater in Northport on Long Island, we took a movie theater. The owner put $5 million into it, turned it into a a union theater, right? Equity actors from New York City, all that. And we started a children's theater series and got a big sponsor for it. They, you know, really, you know, two-year sponsorship. It was awesome. So we we decided since we had so much extra money for the children's theater series that we were going to print real playbills for it. 
So, or, you know, not real, you can't call it Playbill. And for Disney's Aladdin, you have to, you know, there's all these usage rights and how you're supposed to use the logo and all that stuff. On the website and on the cover of the program, I switched and I, I guess for the children's theater series, the word Aladdin is below the lamp. So I switched them so that it looked like the word Aladdin was coming out of the lamp. I put smoke background behind it so that it looked like when I tell you we got a letter, we had run like two or three ads uh, in the paper and we had we had posted it online in a, in a bunch of forums for the show before the show even opened. We probably had a letter within a week from Disney wow. threatening to sue us for changing the logo. It was it was actually quite a big deal for us because I, I think the you know, they didn't specify a number, but we would have to cease and desist all rights to the show if we didn't fix it immediately. It was a, it, it was scary. I was like, oh, God. But they, they just have buildings of lawyers just looking for that kind of stuff. Oh, I, I think it's was, all, I think it's a third party service even. Probably. Have, yeah, maybe. No, no, it's not a doubt. They have outside companies. They hire regionally by region and all that's all they do. Search for them. Well, because they have to, they have to protect Otherwise, those trademarks. I guess. How do you get to a school that did a fundraiser and showed a Disney movie? Right. I mean, right. you mean, you know, ridiculous. Yeah. I know there was a daycare in Lake Worth that used to have Disney characters painted on the side of the building, and they went after them too. It's no, it's man. no joke, man. They're no joke. Ay, ay, ay. That's your people, Paul. I mean, that is your people. Listen, Mickey's Mickey's probably going to go into the public domain in the next few years if they can't protect the copyright again. Because it's the the life of the creator and fifty years or something like that, and uh, right. and that trademark they fought it once and they won, but they I forget what the extension was. But there's a lot of Disney movies like Winnie the Pooh is now in the public domain, so there's a horror movie coming out with Winnie the Pooh now, and it's it's scary disgusting slaughterhouse like winnie the pooh comes to kill christopher robin because he abandoned him in the hundred acre wood see this is something i'll watch listen man i'll send you the preview it actually looks good but yeah winnie the pooh is technically in the public domain now yeah there's a preview if you google it there's a preview for it can we get it it's public domain right we can play Uh, it no problems let me see if i can get it yeah oh yeah it's scary winnie the Pooh horror movie trailer. Yeah, I got yeah, it right dude. here. Let me see if let me just make sure that that's the right one. Yeah, yeah don't don't pull up a Winnie porn video. <laughs> I know, right? Could you imagine? Yeah, here it is. All right, so now I can share just that. Oh, yeah, Look at this technology. It's gonna be funny. Uh, West thinks it's fake. It's not real. Nah, even if it's fake, I want to see it. <laughs> What's real? It's real. It's real. I, there was a whole article about it. Can you see this? Yes. Yeah, full screen. Okay. Go full screen. Yeah. Uh, how do I do that? All right. The little box to this. the right, Paul. There you go. No, I there know that. Go. I was okay. Here we go. Ready? Tell me if you can hear it. No, you're the first person I ever shown this place. Yeah. Why are you so special? Because soon we'll be Christopher and Mary Rob. We should be close now. We're not going to find them. We will. Who, Piglet, Eeyore, we were friends for many years and they're out there. 
Christopher, we need to leave. Now. I really need to find out what's happening here, okay? Is that a crunching sound? Um, did you say I have a call? Leaves, I guess. We need to go. There's the Laura's there. There's someone else outside. Oh. Why are you doing this, please? I would have never left that shit. I swear. Blood and honey. <laughs> that was such a bad Winnie the Pooh, though. Oh, awful. That was such a bad. I mean, listen. Oh. Uh, it, yeah, it's and so apparently the 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 idea behind it is that Winnie the Pooh and Piglet are pissed that Christopher Robin abandoned them when he got older, and when he comes back to see them, they want their vengeance and they kill him and all the hot girls that come with them. Apparently, <laughs> but okay, so they didn't show Winnie the Pooh. I think that was only Piglet they showed. No, they showed Winnie the Pooh, the the orange guy with the little round ears. That was yeah, Winnie the Pooh. They just can't that. use the red. They can't use the red shirt for some reason. That's a Disney edition from the original uh, A. A. Milne, or I think that's his name, A. A. Milne. Um, so it's. Yeah, I read something. Shirt. I read a whole article about it. So and then there's a couple of characters that Disney added later, like Gopher, that they can't use because he's Disney's. But yeah, Winnie the Pooh and Piglet. Yeah, Dan, only on KMA Talk Radio can see can you see a psychopath Winnie the Pooh on a Saturday morning? Oddly enough. Oh, good. Orange guy. Yeah, when that did, was uh that was something else. When did you go to Disney? Oh, was it this last Saturday weekend? and Sunday? I was yeah. Like... yeah, we went to the Halloween party. To the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party. Oh, my daughter's got Halloween parties coming up now. It's Already? Oh not at the God, house, yeah. right? No, but at people's houses and friends' houses and shit. And it's all this high school shit now. I feel like I want to vomit. Uh, yep. Now you gotta worry, like she's at that age, like you gotta worry about the appropriateness of the costumes and stuff and appropriateness of the costumes. I, just the whole thing, man. People's houses, parties, yeah, who knows? Exactly. The whole thing is brutal. And then it worse in another <laughs> year and a half she's driving less than a year and a half then, <laughs> then the world busts wide open good. Eh, you know i was she good gung-ho? listen Is to she me gung-ho I was, about yeah, oh yeah start teaching her already she's gung-ho up the ass yeah oh, no. that's that's one of the problems with suburban kids is they're you know they know they got to drive yeah you that's have to city kids we didn't give a shit about driving where, where were we driving to the corner i was a good oh kid. that's true I did a lot of fucked up shit in high school sure yeah, yeah, that's where we're at now. <laughs> it really is brutal. Listen, it's gotten to the point where 
my daughter's officially embarrassed of me. I mean, just that's Petra? expected, bro. Yeah, These are, you know, it, you know it's coming. It literally like broke my heart. She has no idea. But, you know, she wanted to go to Fright Nights. And, you know, there's nothing going to be there. But, you know, I don't know the proper word, but it's not. Nothing good is going to come out. Yeah, you don't want your 14-year-old girl at the fairgrounds at night on a Friday, Saturday night doing Fright Nights, right? Right. So I said, well, listen, if you go, if you want, if you really want to go, you and your friends, I'll take you. Because I know the guys, because well, I know the guys there from the fairgrounds. I right, drop them right. off. I hang out with Alex. I hang out with whatever. You right, know, when right. they're ready, I drive them home. That way, I can kind of keep a far eye on them if there's got to be something. Right. At least you're there. Right. She can right. I don't got to drive and go through a line. You, you literally know. have the right entire fairground staff at your disposal. Scuffing literally, big. all their walkie talkies, everything. So she says, "Oh, okay, great." So a couple nights ago, I'm coming home. And I say to her, hey, you know, it's like October 8th. Did you want to let me know when you guys want to go to Fright Night so I can call my buddy over at the fairgrounds and, you know, figure out how we're going to get in and everything? It's like, oh, 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 uh, mom's taking me. Oh, no. Yeah. I said, well, I told you I'd take you. Oh, 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 I just figured you were busy. You know, and I just think it'd be easier if mom would take you. said, no, I'm not busy. I said I'd take time out of my day to make sure I took you and your friends so you could go. No, 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 it's okay. So then I go, oh, so do you not want me to go? No, 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 not at all. Okay, well, then I'll go. But, but no, 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 mom's got it. I'm like, really? Really? Wow. It has well, arrived, you think that Brandy's... Friend. Does she a, think that Brandy is not is gonna get her let her get away with stuff that you wouldn't, or is well, it just because listen to me? I didn't get in a deep dive in it with her. I mean, it's definitely a couple scenarios. One is probably most of her friends are intimidated by me. Um I, literally, okay. yeah, literally. Um, I could tell every time I go to her, I went to a recital last night and the boys have to come and shake my hands, man. It's all sweaty palms, and you know, you can see it in their faces. Um, you know, and the ones that don't give a shit are the ones you're worried about the most. You want them a little bit, like you know. Freaked out a little bit, you know. The, the kid that comes up to you like, hey, "What's up, man? How you doing?" Yeah, hey, Mister, hey, Mister, hey, who? You know, right. it's like shit. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah. So, and then I said, "All right, well, you know what? I'll go. We'll keep your mom company. You know, we'll just you know, your mom's got nobody to hang out with because you know, I know all the fairgrounds people. No, no, Dad, you go do what you gotta do. So I just let it go after that. I so. think you should just show up. You know what? The jackass part of me wants to show up just to show up. Sure, now. of course you do. The real jackass part of me. And not even tell her. Just go, hey, guys, you know, just pop yeah, up. Yeah, just, just be there. Ah, I'm yeah. just here discussing great smoke stuff. Don't don't mind me. Let it go, man. Just let it oh, go. Oh, my God. This was your night? Oh, my, right? oh my God. Right. What a coincidence. Literally, literally <laughs> probably me 10 years ago. Easily, that's exactly what I would have uh, Maybe 15. That's exactly what I would have done. Wow. Okay, there's no way I probably I'd would do it. You know, if it was my yeah. son, I'd have no quips and qualms about it. But he probably wouldn't even do this. Yeah, they might. Boys get that way too. But if it was my son, I'd be like, fuck him. Yeah, I'm going up. You know, the girls are different, man. Girls are different. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rain on her parade. Her mother will her mother will take her and 
let her go do whatever she wants. If I start, listen to me, she's just started freshman year. If I start that crap now, I'm going to have a long four years. Right. Yeah, that's right. true. <laughs> I'm going to have a long yeah, four years. your way in for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's going to, you know, but yeah, she 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 broke my heart. She's, she's officially and you still got you still got two more to go through this with. Well, the middle one already happens like. with Asher. The middle one already. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but she doesn't like anybody. No, true. I mean, she's she's tough. But Zara is my my last mansion. You know, I, I think that one might be sweet enough and pure enough that she'll never get that way. But that could be just what she thinks. Listen, all my guy friends with daughters have all given me the same advice. Literally every guy friend, and and, and they've been telling me this for a decade to like mentally prepare me. You'll lose them when they become teens. Just forget about it. They won't be your daughters right. anymore. You'll lose them. And then 18, 19, 20, maybe college, they'll come back to you. But in the teens, forget about it. You'll lose them. So. And then for the rest of their lives, they're, you know, they're daddy this and daddy yes, they'll, yes. they'll be there. Yeah, they, they come back tenfold, you know, after college or whatever. Yeah, I know, Steve. I'm picking my battles very carefully. Very carefully. So, yeah, yeah I mean, it's I like feel a, like I'm going to be like so a, old by the time. See, look at like five, six year stretch, right? You know, it's a team, you know, literally 13 to 19, probably. And, and, yeah, and then they come back around, but like, still, it's a yeah. every one of my friends have, have told me this, everyone. And then I took Asher, Asher started basketball. Uh, for, listen, I didn't realize how unprepared I was as a father of a male child until this last weekend because I've had girls. Up right. in this point, you know, it's been very, very easy. So Asher starts uh, organized basketball. We take him to the Wellington Park District, and man, I see these dads. They're opening up the trunks. Their kids got you know their backpacks, their water bottles, or shit. Me and Asher just showed up right from violin practice. He had a pop tart in his hand. That's it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> no like, water bottle. No, I mean, I didn't think about it. You know, you know. Oh uh, yeah, we go everywhere with a water bottle. Their but teachers that's about, about their, their teachers about ten minutes from here, actually. So I, Brandy takes the kids there. So I, I think she's got to be there for a few hours because she's got four, all four of them now taking lessons. So he went first. Then I go pick him up and I take him to basketball. And um, but I'm 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 going this weekend. We're going to Dick's. Get him all the goodies. You know, get him a a, a junior basketball so I can work on him and his dribbling. But um, yeah, I just realized, man. And then and then I I like for the, I don't know if you've seen this yet, Alex or not. I mean, you're out more. You might have. But like I saw the culture of the fathers of these boys. Like these guys are like a network, you know, sure. couple seasons together, yeah. you know, they all know each other. You know, I don't know nobody, you no, know, you don't, you don't belong. No. Well, you know, I'm going to work it, but you know, they know each other's kids and whatever. So um, it'll be interesting. You know, it'll be interesting, but uh, did he play, has he played sports before? They played sports. I think him and Carmine when they were four. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's like, Axel wants to play. We, we just signed him up trail. for like CYO basketball just now. Listen, he wants to I, play basketball. I had him. I had him in mixed martial arts. We had him in soccer, and we had him in flag football. And each thing was about as the like. It, it was. It hurt to watch him play. Like literally. <laughs> it, I mean, it, no. I mean, how my father felt. Listen, it hurt my soul. Well, I understand. I understand for Abe because. The look of the kid is a physical specimen. I mean, he really he is. is. For, yeah. for seven years old, he's like uh, yeah, shredded. He's got like I mean, abs and, and yeah, like, he's yeah. a physical specimen. You Listen, just gotta get even, his attention even, in line. Even he's his seven. Pod, 
even he's eight, even his posture, right? right? Like if you watch him standing next to the kids, kids at seven, eight years old, their bodies still haven't gotten strong enough, some of them to run right. straight. Yeah. Right. This kid's just a beast on the floor, but he just he can't focus enough to listen to the coaches. They're doing drills, he's in line, and the part is right. I mean, you really want to see some like kids and wonder where they came from. Go to one of these, like, you know, sports with kids. There are kids out there. I'm like, are their parents human beings? Or are they like raised like an <laughs> in the jungle? Like screaming for no reason. Ah, ah, I'm, I'm looking at this like I'm in awe. I'm in shock. And what's really funny is I'm in awe and shock, but all the coaches, they're not phased by it. I guess they see it every year. But these sure. kids are just they're screaming. And of course, who's my son make best friends with? Like the number one, like screaming wacko kid running around, <laughs> throwing his head around. <laughs> I'm like, dude, stay away from that kid. Try to pay attention. And I, I wanted to walk on the court like 50 times. Just just smack <laughs> on the back of your head. Watch what they're doing. But pay uh, attention. you know what? He loved it. He loved going there. It felt awesome for him. That's also no, – I, I just have to, as a father, really work on just – just keeping it all in and letting it happen. That's it. You gotta, you gotta let go when they're in that kind of situation, so that they can rely on other people for direction and and learn to concentrate on their own. I guess, but it, I, Bro, I know exactly what you mean. He was dancing jigs in line, like the shit he was doing. I just videotaped <laughs> it. Yeah, I, I just want to know what's what planet he's on in the current moment in his head. That's the time I want to be when, there. When you wish they had like a bubble, a text. Yeah. Like, where are you right now? Yeah. Like, listen to me. You know, you, you know how they do drills. They got the lines of the kids and the two run out and do right. drills. Right. And I'm watching him. This is a true story. And he's probably like third from the end of the line. And I just see him start doing this. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm saying, what the F is this kid doing? But it is what it is. I can't tell you how many times a day I look at Axel. I'm like, what? What are you thinking? What are you doing? Like, he just he does the most random things. God damn it! Oh, Alex just lost a bet. What? What? What, what did he fucking time war poem? Now I could talk about it. Yeah, yes, man. go ahead. All right. So we had this ongoing. We had this bet we started yesterday, and you can ask Timmy when he came out. I haven't said one word to him, but. Timmy Osinger was our guest for our Meet Your Maker, who we're getting ready to start right now. Um, didn't realize he had a plane flight and was actually landing 15 minutes before the show started. So I texted him, and you know he kind of wanted to reschedule. I said, well, you know, how soon, quick can you get on? Because technically we have a banter program. We banter in the beginning. It goes about 20, 25 minutes. He goes, oh, I can be on by 10, 25. So I went back and told the guys. Because Paul first sends me a message right away. Like, Tim can't make it this week. He's got a schedule. I said, what? That's not what I said. That's not what I said. I said, Tim forgot he had a flight that lands at 945. That is that, I'll read the exact text. I okay. didn't say he can't make it. Okay. But I just, I was concerned. So then I reached out to him and I said, no, Timmy said he'll be there. And Alex says, and I'll be there before 11. I said, dude, Timmy said he'll be there. He goes, not before 11. I said, you want to bet? He goes, well, I need a buffer. What do you want to say? 1045. So Alex and I bet, and Coop here, this is the first time you're going to know it right, bet a signed dollar bill whether Timmy would be on time. See, I know the old school world. He said he'd be there. He would be there. I bet on my man, Timmy. And I He's just want a dollar right bill now. that Alex has to sign on the oh, air. Yeah. See, I was on banking the on the, 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 my, my, I was banking on Spirit Airlines. 
Once I heard you flying <laughs> Spirit, I said, all right, I got no, I mean, South, 1040. Southwest. Southwest. Oh, Southwest. 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 Hey, Southwest is always on time. The problem is getting off of that plane. Off. Even right. if you're A-list select, right. it still takes you a half hour to get off that plane most of the time. But who knows where, where – yeah, Tim, Tim's – we'll talk to him about it, but I bet Tim's A-list select, so – you know the fake the fake first class of Southwest. Listen, I didn't even know. <laughs> listen, I didn't even know what airlines he was flying. You guys did research. I just knew that if he said he could be there on time, I knew he'd be there on time. Just the logistics, man. You're talking nine forty-five. I'm figuring by the time you, if you get there, by the time you go, well, you gave me a twenty-minute buffer. He said ten twenty-five, and you we had, I had to eleven forty-five. I got here about ten yeah. twenty. And he got in at ten twenty. I mean, he got on at ten twenty. At nine forty-five, that's pretty good. I got to give him credit. Sign that he, he lives 15 minutes. So sign it on the air here, buddy. Oh, that's what I'm doing. Bro. Hold on, let me get let me get you in that. uh you're not gonna get be able to zoomed see in. It, oh hold on, I'm gonna well, go back sign and it get it. I was gonna bring it to you. No, I'm coming. He'll get up for this. Right. Ooh, sorry, I uh, forgot that door slam. Oh boy, he's slamming doors. Oh, there he is. He totally hates doing this, too. Look at him. So anybody who doesn't know, basically, it's this started, God, 20 years ago in South Fontana. When I make bets with friends. 10-8. 10-8. We bet bills, and then, you know, it's dollar, $5, whatever it is. But you have to sign them. I was wrong, and you were right, Abe. So I got my Alex Tavella bill. I own a bill, so wow. I'm in it. That's actually the first bet since I won one. So we were due for a bet. So it goes now with my wow. stack of all the other winning bills. We were due for a bet. Wow. <laughs> I lead the league, I think. <laughs> Alex, Alex might be the most that might put me over the top. How many do you how many do you have, Alex? You have one from him? What? Yeah. Oh, so you have one signed dollar bill from him? Yeah. So I mean, yeah, literally it's I have I have it's it's framed. Oh yeah, there you go. I have a signed dollar bill frame too from a, a co-worker at the at the baseball team I used to work at. So listen, I feel like look, you know, even if I sign 12 bills, 12 of my signatures and one from Abe, I mean it's we're even as far as I feel. You got more than well, 12 I, you might you got more than 12 I, bills. Might, I don't know if I had more. I'm gonna say oh, I'm around the you want a bit of, you want a bit of, you want a bit of bill? I don't know. I don't I don't I don't but here's the difference. Oh man! Here's the difference. Here's the difference, right? I said there was no way, right? Yeah. Paul said there was no way. He was just as adamant about no, the situation no. Listen, thing. and I wasn't going to bet. Wasn't going to make the bet. No, I'll give Alex. I'll, I'll give. I'll give Alex the props. Alex got the balls. He never backs. He really doesn't chicken out unless he just just thinks it's a bad bet. But Alex, Listen, his motto is sooner or later he's going to hit. You know. Pull that I've, I've met. I don't think I've ever met Tim in person, but I I know of Tim's reputation, and I don't think that Tim's a bullshit artist. So oh, you know, he was like trying to explain to me why he would get there on time. So I was like, I'm I'm not touching it. He had him. Tim and I had a discussion uh, uh, right before so. we got on our meeting, and I felt like I felt I didn't feel confident that he would be so, lying to so me. Listen. You know, like. Well, let's I, get I even, him on. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I even had a celebratory video ready. Did you? For my wedding. Oh, I got to see it. But I'm going to give it to you. So this is your celebratory video. Take it away, Paul. <laughs> oh, shit. Wait, I'm not ready. Okay, I got uh, it. What? Woo! 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 
ladies, pretty ladies, nature boy. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I, video. I, I feel like that needs that, that that has so many uses. It needs oh, to be yeah. in the in the loop anyway. Keep it in here. Video. You know, you know what I'm realizing. You know who kind of looks like Nature Boy a little bit? Dan Thompson from uh, McAuliffe. He does. He's got the hair. You see you know that? Yeah. And Dan, if you're going to a Halloween party this year, there it is. There it is. Get yourself a nice gold wig <laughs> or the Nature Boy. Good to yeah. go. Yeah. All right. We're going to bring Tim on. Get him in here. He calls time, me let's bring on our Meet Your Maker. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. It's time to meet your maker. All right, hey. there he is. Oh, <laughs> Tim, do, do me a favor. Turn your phone horizontal so we can see a, a widescreen of you. The problem is, is that there you go. The oh. camera, though, it doesn't look so good because it's an iPad, you know. Because he, he ends up looking in the corner. I know. I hate that too. I, I hate it. You look in the corner. I gotta get. I've got a laptop that's old that is like charging. I'll, I don't know if I can switch during the commercial break. You don't. You don't have to. It looks. It looks fine. Yeah, except I'm looking. I feel like I need to look at the. Uh, I'm, I'm OCD, I'm Tim. I got the, the same side. problem. Uh, right, because you're looking at us, but the camera's in the corner. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you have a break, maybe I can try to switch this older laptop that's clunky. I don't know. Thank you. Well, Thank you. Uh, you, you, you could have took your time and loaded the laptop up. <laughs> yeah, seriously, man. Thank you, Timmy. Yeah. That, well, you know, here's the thing with that is that, uh, um, you know, I feel like Paul, you have an unfair advantage because I was texting with you, so you knew what what was happening when and where I was going to be and all this kind of stuff. So there's a little bit of a handicap here. I mean, I feel like, and that's the first question. Second thing is, I, I did not forget. But Abe texted me saying, "Timmy, what's the matter with you? You forgot you had a flight." Paul's words, words was he didn't realize. That's no, 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 no. What I didn't, what I didn't do was when we were talking, texting back and forth because we scheduled this a while ago. I somehow it didn't get in my phone in my phone calendar so i was originally going to be flying during this podcast but i changed my flight to land earlier so that i can make it uh, but yeah they're, here they're I am. saying flying from houston to ash to nashville all right so yeah. well, just, listen they never believe me to me right because they always think i influence this <laughs> did i contact you in any way and let, let you know that we had a bet going on no there you have it 100 percent no but yeah. but by the way oh is that what i mean that's uh, <laughs> that's the real money <laughs> no these are these are all signed bills by people who've lost okay. bets okay. i have one in there i was like only a dollar <laughs> well, it, it, okay so timmy you know who i started doing this with god rest mm. his soul sal fontana yeah, so of course. Sal and I, we'd always say, you want to bet, you want to bet, you want to bet. We'd always you know, disagree. And this went on like for years. And then finally I said, you know what, Sal? You know, we're going to bet a dollar. But you got to sign it that I was right and you were wrong or the other way around. <laughs> and that's how that started. It started with one bill and I kept yeah, it going yeah. out for decades. And now it's a massive stack. That's great. That's awesome. Well, listen, I, I mean, I'm glad that I could make it. Uh, you know, I figured Southwest Airlines, it wasn't Spirit. It was Southwest if it was Spirit or American or something. I mean, I mean, not that 
I fly a lot. Southwest is always on time. I have to Southwest give them that. I fly good. it all the time. I will say that I, I was I was like a I don't know forty one, so I got in, but I got the very first seat by the exit. I was the very first guy on the plane. I turned on my like fitness watch to see how fast I could walk to catch an Uber. I got in an Uber. No problem. The guy was professional. And then there was some guy in front of me, two guys that weren't getting out. You know, in the airport, they don't get out of the way. And I was good. I said, I'm going to get out of the car and I'm going to knock on the guy's window. I say, get the hell out of the way. I'm in a hurry. <laughs> I, almost, I almost did it. But then he moved. So, but I'm here. Were you coming, here. Back, coming back from a business trip? Yeah. Dude, I was in, Abe, I was in your OG stomping grounds of Houston. I was in Houston the last two days. We do an event? Like two, yeah, I did an event last night. I so did an event did... at, um, I, I mean, I did two back-to-back events. I did one event at Stogie's of Houston. That was on Thursday night. And then I did uh, an event last night. I'll tell you where I did it. I did it at um, Cigar Distributors of Texas. So what, Last what's night. Fun, so what's funny is everybody's probably wondering what the reference is to the old stomping ground in Texas, right? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I know it threw everybody a curveball. So I'll, I'll explain it. This, that's how far back in the industry Timmy goes. Um, when smoking originally started, one of the guys who was the investors and in the original guy, Russ Solon, actually, I was just talking about this guy last night. It was very funny. Um, uh, he had a daughter in Houston and a son in um, Ohio. So two of the first, well, the second and the third real smoke ins were in ohio and texas one run by his daughter roxy and one run by his son kevin in ohio which neither one of them are, are oh. there anymore um they, they actually were gone before i even got involved in the last couple. no i'm sorry they were there for a while even after i got involved um but they didn't last long but that was they, there used to be a smoking in houston um how how long has your hiatus been timmy from the cigar industry uh, it's been about like 12 13 years like How was it wow. to finally be back and doing events? I mean, was it like, did you, was it like a, a new thing again to you, or is it like you never broke your stride? Well, no, I mean, like it's kind of like riding a bike. You know, once you get back on it, then you're sort of, you know, okay, I'm back on the bike. I have to say, the first time I kind of gave a pitch, so 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 me, it was like ease in. The first event I did was here in Nashville, so it's my hometown. So I had a bunch of, you know friends and colleagues that showed up. So, so that made it kind of easy. But when you first are describing the cigar and what's in it and stuff like this, you know, I noticed that I was like, okay, I need to get back into my flow. Cause I kind of stumbled over, like, I was trying to explain too much, talk about the seed. And then I'm like, okay, people don't want to hear about this, what seed it is. They want to hear what, what does it taste like? What's the profile? But once I got through that, then it was, it's been kind of like, you know, riding a bike, you're back at it. That's fun. No, uh, it's you know it's it's it's, it's, it's it, you coming back in the end just made me feel how old I am because <laughs> you no, know, I'm, I'm serious because you know you start talking to people and a lot of the newer people, younger people in the industry don't know who I'm talking about or what brand I'm talking about and like you know you know CAO was a monster company, a monster brand when I was in the business and just getting in the business for many many years um, before. Timmy and his family um, got out of it. Um, you know, your sister was very involved in the company. It, what, what's and she's such a sweetheart? What, what is Eileen up to these days? Yeah, you know, she's she's busy with like raising two kids, and like she's really involved with a lot of philanthropy around. And she's 
she also her and her husband have gotten into like you know they they have some different kind of like uh, uh properties that they own that they rent out to people so she's doing a lot of different stuff you know um she and i occasionally get together but we don't like we don't talk every day but uh but we try to see one another you know at least you know at least like three or four times a month oh, she's a doing fine i'll tell her i'll tell her that you said hello to her yeah i actually had to go online and show alex and paul that you know one of the flavors was named after her and it's yeah, still yeah, out yeah. There. it's still out there yeah. being sold one of the old flavors so yeah, yeah that's right except spelled differently where people could actually pronounce her name because her name was like the kind of the turkish spelling you know but but people would call it aylin is a-y-l-i-n instead of eileen so that's the only difference yes yes tim's been out of the industry so long that I think he was the first in our in our mini series. Where are they now? Because Abe would mm. Abe would talk about the cigar industry like it was like the mob, right? You you get out, but you're never really out for very long, right? Right. And he's right. like he would name like three guys that that two, he was never came back, and you were always one of them, or two, yeah, and you were always one of them, Tim. He's like Timmy never came back. Timmy never came back. We talked to you, yeah. and when we spoke to you. You kind of gave us a hint. It was like two two-ish years ago. Yeah, I remember like, that. I don't know. I might. You you were kind of like I, I might right. have something coming up. I'm working on some possible things. And Abe's like, see, I fucking knew it. <laughs> 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 you can't stay out. Well, you know, I mean, listen, Abe, Abe and I like Abe was talking about when I first met Abe. I remember it was at a trade show, and Abe gave me a card, and it was smoke in, and it was Houston. But I remember Abe Sal was with you. And Sal said, watch this kid. He's a good kid. I want to introduce you. Sal is, Sal's the one that took you around. You remember Abe? And introduced you to all these people. Sal introduced and Sal, me to everybody. And, yeah, and Sal, and Sal and my dad went back. And then Abe, Abe formulated a, a, a very meaningful connection with my dad and with my family. So I feel like, I feel like Abe is kind of like a, I don't know. I feel like Abe is kind of like one of, my, one of my bros in the business, to be honest with you. A lot of history. A lot of history. Yeah. One of my yeah. one of my favorite stories was, um, you know, we've always done some custom labeling, private labeling. In fact, when when I first got into business, when I was distributing in Chicago, I used to do a lot of private labeling because I had a graphics background before I, I moved to Florida and, and got into full retail. But you know, there were people who were trying to do right, so we put together this project of doing a custom labeling program to custom label cigars and specifically geared toward weddings and babies and stuff like that we had a plan on how we were going to get the business and 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 market it to them and, and at the trade shows so i was 26 7 maybe at the time and i had a friend of mine who was is dennis alex a dennis that we work with still um we put together this whole proposal and we were looking i think for four four or five companies to sponsor to sponsor it right because we need some startup money to put it all together the print material and you know get to the couple conventions and get it going and you know at 26 i thought i was asking for like a boatload of money and i think we were asking for fifteen thousand dollars i think it was fifteen thousand dollars from four companies and we we're going to start this with sixteen thousand sixty thousand dollars and the benefit was is that they'd be the only four brands that we would offer through this program that we were going to we we're going to do and i won't mention any names but we saw some pretty big companies and i i think at the time that CAO might have been the smallest company. Um, and uh, Sal was on board 
with with Camacho, Sal and Chris were on board with Camacho. So we're looking for either three or four other companies. I can't remember the number. And we went to all these companies. And like I said, I think it was really $15,000. So, you know, relatively speaking, now looking back on it, we were asking for peanuts. We were asking less than one page of Cigar Aficionado for one year's worth of sponsorship. And we did what the projected sales would be. Had we gotten minimum orders? I mean, it would have paid for itself tenfold, really. Um, and everybody said no. Wow. Everybody said no, except Timmy's dad, Chano. You know, Chano says to me, he, he, he looked at me and goes, you are not asking for a money. This is a great, he loved the idea. And he literally said, you asking for more money. This is great. And I'll never forget, man. I, mean, it was, I was blown away by that. Because, I mean, if I, had yeah. to, if I had to do the probability, if I had worked it out in my head on who would say, yeah, no, just based on the size of the company, what how much $15,000 would meant to that company, CAO was the one that I was expecting to know from. But instead, I get that, no, this is not enough money. You should have been asking everybody for more money. Well, my, fa- my father my father, believed in you, Abe. And, uh, you know, that's the thing that I learned in life is that, you know, a lot of times when you're investing, what you're talking about, you're, in, you're investing in people, right? Always. Um, you I've you said know, that so, a million right. times, always. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's why when you were saying earlier, Abe said, I think Timmy's going to be there because when Timmy says he's going to be there, he's going to be there. I mean, I, in this business... It is, it is based on honor and reputation. And it, my father, before he passed away, he said, uh, uh, son, the two most important things, uh, you know, he's Armenian, you know, born in Istanbul, so he had this accent, as Abe knows very well. The yeah. two most important things is your education and your reputation. So, you know, right? Smart man. So I definitely, I believe in people. So, I mean, like, you know, that's why Abe is, you know, Abe is my, you know, our friend and we believed in you and that project. So that's a good reflection of that. That story you just told. There's certain things you never forget in your life. Right. And that's just always yeah. moments. I was just blown away. Yeah. At the moment. Like, wow. Wow. And, and you have I, such a personal connection to that. That's pretty cool. And, you know, we didn't, you know, that was the beginning of our relationship. You know, I really, right. that was, that was very early on. We didn't really get to know each other until, years later so when i see this guy said this to me he said this to me really knowing of me I, listen honestly if sal fontana comes up and says he's a friend of mine ben Weir, that i mean that gave me some credibility without a doubt a big deal was, yeah yeah i wasn't a whack job walking off the street yeah but, yeah, so he, yeah he loved the idea he gave us time during a trade show we sat there we talked to him he listened yeah. to it and his first response was he didn't ask for enough money this is a great idea <laughs> Great, great, great. That's great class. It is. You never is. told me that, Abe. That's awesome. <laughs> and and also, wonderful family was the first time I'll never forget one of the best shows I ever seen. Took me to my first Eagles concert. Invited me down. <laughs> yeah, invited me down for a weekend in Nashville, and that was back when Timmy was your, um, Mickey was your uh, vice president at the time. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He was. So uh, Mickey he was, was, was the vice first. president. Their vice president yeah, at the time. He's our sale, a sales manager, yeah. Flew yeah. me up to Nashville. We had some business meeting, went out to a great dinner, and they took me to, I, I think it was when the Hell Freezes Over tour. I think yeah. it was when the Hell Freezes yeah, Over yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we yeah, spoke yeah. about it last time we had Mickey on, yeah. Yeah, great, great. So, yeah, so, <laughs> so to see you come back in the industry, I was excited. You know, it's really funny because you could tell who how old you are, but people kind of got excited about it because a lot of guys who've been in the industry as long as I have were nostalgic. You know, you 
It was very yeah. exciting for me. You know, now now I think the only person left that I know of that has really left this industry now is is um, Sam Cusano. Oh, no. Yeah, Michael Cusano. Yeah, I was, yeah I was that guy has left and never heard from him ever, 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 ever again. Right. Right. I, I was thinking of this the other day, and I thought there was someone else that came to my mind. He was one of them. I was trying to think of, of the other one. It's I mean, I don't hard. Know. It's hard. It seldom happens. But wouldn't well, you say so let that, me uh, ask you, Tim. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead, please. I want to ask you, because, like, listen, you guys, I mean, obviously, there was a lot of hard work and dedication on, on your father's part, on your family's part to, to make CIO what it was, and but you guys basically lived the dream, right? You changed the industry. You created a brand that made headlines that people fell in love with. I mean, when releases came out, people people ran to stores to get them. Like, you, you know, you created a machine and you guys lived the dream. You, you, you created this product, this brand that was so valuable that somebody was willing to buy it from you because of all your hard work and dedication. So... That's the dream, right? You you hit the big yeah. the big one. You made you made a brand. It, it was amazing. You changed the industry. What made you, after all this time, want to come back? Is it is it that much of an allure? Because because you know, listen. Without talking about finances, I, I'm sure you guys are fine. You don't have to you don't have to worry about you know uh, breaking your back to to make a living anymore. So like, what what is that driving force that made you come back? Is it is it was it to honor your father's memory? Is it just because you miss the industry so much? Yeah. So, you know, uh, during the pandemic, you know, there was a, a lot of time for reflection and, you know, when we yeah. sold CAO and, you know, before then, uh, we decided we got really excited by what was happening with contemporary arts and the movement around that. And particularly with art Basel in Miami. And we noted how, you know, we went to Miami quite a lot because of the cigar business. It's the gateway to mm -hmm. Central America. But yet when we were there, we saw that the city was transforming and it was transforming because of the presence of contemporary arts. So, you know, my father and I at CAO, I will say this, uh, it wasn't one person. We had a really excellent team. And a lot of that core team are the ones that started uh, Crowned Heads, as you guys know. But um, but really, my father and I also worked well together my, with my sister, too. But my father would give me these newspaper clippings of what was happening around contemporary visual art and performing arts how art basel in miami was drawing more people to it than when they had the super bowl there so we got inspired to change our warehouse into a contemporary art center that does you know performing arts and also visual arts more performing arts right, right now and that's a nonprofit. it's like starting a new business though but it's a different under the nonprofit guys which you know has different guidelines and which we learned about mm -hmm. But that's also really hard work. You know, I'm, I heard a quote from someone that like, you know, the first five years when you start a new business, I mean, you have to be 100% all in and committed. Otherwise, the chances of failure for that are, are substantially higher. And right. so, you know, when my colleagues, I, when we sold CAO, uh, you know, I didn't have, I had a non-compete. They did not. So they could start Crowned Heads. And the idea was, is that after my non-compete was over, I could join them but you know starting this contemporary art center took a lot more time we loved it but during that process i realized uh you know what i'm wh what what is in my heart what do i love doing i love building things and i i really kind of wanted to get in touch with that and so a friend of mine here in nashville suggested 
why don't you talk to this one guy? He's a really interesting career coach. And I was like, a career coach? What? I mean, I'm Armenian. I'm Armenian. What the hell is a what the hell is a career coach? Right? I, call that, I call that waste of money bullshit. You know, so I was like, I'm like I don't know about this, right? So I went to see this guy. And, you know, he was like a savant and he helped this uh, person in Nashville who, who is a very well-respected business, who I respected. And he made me, then during the pandemic, he made me do a timeline of my life where you write like, literally you have like a, you know, white piece of paper and you write like a, you know, bookmark kind of width columns of each year of your life. And you put down, and I, I illustrate a lot. I like to doodle. So like I, you'd illustrate this year I did this and it was a highlight this year, this happened, it was a low light. So it's like, it becomes right. like the stock market. It's like this year was up, this year was down. Why? And through that exercise, you realize what is your, his objective was what's your sweet spot? Like, what do you, what do you love doing? What energizes you? What brings pleasure to other people? And I realized during that, that like some of my, my highlights was when I was in the cigar business because I, I loved, the cigars, the chemistry, how it's made, how many hands touch it, you know, how amazing the process is, what it tastes like. And then I also loved, because I was trained as an actor, conveying that to people. So seeing what you see, filtering it, condensing it, delivering it in what time to what person at, you know, when you're talking to them. So through that, the guy, the coach said, if that's your sweet spot, you need to operate in your sweet spot. So I went to the guys at Crown Heads. I said, I know you've been asking me whenever I want to get back in the business, we would love to have you come back because they already had distribution and everything. And I said, I think I'm ready to go back. But first, we have to find someone outstanding to run Oz Arts, the nonprofit, which fortunately we did. We found someone from, you know, L.A. who the Disney family hired to run a similar institution in downtown and he was ready to move on to another city. So once we had that in place, then it was a matter of creating what the brand is. That's a long answer to your question, but I think it's, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, the heart of the matter. Uh, I, I think what I, Paul's kind of curious about too, because whether it's Christian Aro or anybody else, right? The thing I wonder about is, are you not intimidated or are you not concerned? Because when you get out like that at the top, you kind of got nowhere to go but down. You know, I mean, I mean, that's what if I ever got out of this business and got out young enough that I had non-compete and then do I say, well, do I, I and we've seen other other companies and get back into retail and do it. It happens. It's happened before. But do you do it again? Because if you don't do as well or you fail, it almost in in my mind, the way I think it tarnishes my success because now I'll be remembered as, hey, the guy who came back and didn't do well is i mean did that and does that enter your psyche at all or is that something that concerns you in, in, in coming back into the industry after a decade long plus no it never really entered a in into my mind just because i felt like um i felt like that was a beautiful story and a beautiful art and i think that there's another story to tell that hasn't been told that's also a beautiful story that deserves uh that deserves that opportunity right. so I never, I never thought of it. Uh, I never thought of it in those terms. Um, I always felt like that there's, uh, there's a lot to be learned from things that you've done in the past. Did we do everything great? 
uh, everything. No. Can you know, did we have failings? Yeah, sure. Um, but that's how you learn. And so, you know, you try to kind of become come back as like a wiser person. But honestly, it was just because of I realized when I was gone, so many things about the business, little nuances that I uh, missed, you know, um, certainly also the people in the business for the most part, are, are really kind of great people from diverse backgrounds, diverse different kind of viewpoints. Um, you know, you're dealing with Central America, you're dealing with the you're dealing with the world. I didn't realize how, um, inter, you know, international and global of a of a product and a business this is. And I, I miss that a lot, too. So I really grew up in the business. I was thinking about this this morning before I got on the foot, you know, when I woke up at like, you know, five, whatever in the morning in Houston to make it to the airport, wow. I started to think, how long really? Have uh, I been uh, ex not exposed, but kind of whether like it was full time or not, we're doing something related to this business. And I remember I have a photo to prove it when I actually had a lot of hair, which was a long, long time ago, working <laughs> uh, for my working for my dad in the um, you know, we had a small ranch style house. Um, and in the basement of our home, I would help my father price pipes while we watched college football on Saturdays. And, uh, that was 12 years old. So wow. I'm 50, I'm 52. So that's 40 years. We had retailers, Abe, we had retailers come to our house and my dad would make coffee. And he took these green beans that he had in the freezer from a retailer called Boston Stoker in Boston. And he would exchange pipes or whatever with the guy to get these coffee beans. And he's like, I will roast them myself. And he roasted them in like this pan. And so much smoke came from this pan. I would walk, I was about to go to school. I'd walk in and it would be smoke. I was, what's going on here? It's, is there a fire? And I saw my dad in the kitchen. I couldn't see him, but I could see his, he was wearing slippers. I go, dad, what the hell are you doing? You're going to burn down the swing. He goes, you do not understand the value of these beans. I am roasting them personally. <laughs> and he, he did it. He did it so that then he would grind them and serve them to these retailers that drove down from Evansville, Indiana <laughs> to wow. buy pipes. Where you had the pipes open on the floor in our entire basement. We would ship the pipes out of our garage. You know, so wow. yeah, Casey, know I got Casey made a comment for those people who don't know, CAO really started out as a pipe company selling pipes. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Selling yeah. pipes. That's a that's actually a great story. I mean he, he didn't like the, the connectors for Meerschaum. He used to shove in stems and pull them out. And he was an engineer at DuPont. And so he made a way that you could twist in and twist out the stem with these, like, you know, microfibers. And he went to a retailer in North Carolina. And the guy's like, where did you get that pipe? And my dad's like, well, I made it. And the guy says, can I order some from you? And my dad, when he would always tell me, so son, listen, you are Armenian. Never refuse an order. Like, how many do you want? I give you a deal. Twelve plus one. Okay. Would you Literally. like to sign the... Would you like I signed the dollar from Abe? Okay, no problem. You know, <laughs> whatever it took. And so then pe people find out about it. They said, hey, I heard you have this fitting. Put your name on the stem, uh, your initials. And my dad's like, well, how the hell can I do that? He went to a hardware store, got an electric drill bit, and, and he carved CAO in, in the pipe. <laughs> I remember going to bed at night, and I would hear this like electric drill. I'm like, Mom, <laughs> what the hell is Dad doing in the basement? Is he like a dentist? What's happening? He's like, <laughs> he is carving his name in the pipe. <laughs> See, I know his initials. 
literally. Well, listen, folks, uh, that was uh, we got a lot more coming up in hour two. Uh, we're going to talk about the Heisinger family's new lines of cigars that are out and coming out. We're going to have, test Timmy's musical acumen. I don't know what song Alex picked, but, you know, Deep Heart in Nashville. We'll see. We're going to see how Timmy's musical acumen done. What <laughs> happened? We got the scoop with Coop. More up in hour two. Don't go anywhere. Keep it lit. Phenomenal. 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 Explore the unexplored with St. Louis Ray Carenas. Set sail to discover an extraordinary Honduran cigar deeply anchored in tradition. The St. Louis Ray Carenas features a Nicaraguan wrapper cloaked over 100% Honduran tobacco that make up the binder and filler. The St. Louis Ray Carenas in the Toro size received a 93 rating in Cigar Aficionado and was featured in their illustrious Top 25 Cigars of 2021 list. The St. Louis Ray Carinas is available in four different sizes, a Robusto, Toro, Bellicoso, and Magnum. So get ready to take a trip back in time to experience the heritage of St. Louis Ray with the St. Louis Ray Carinas. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. Welcome back KMA Talk Radio, hour number two, broadcasting live from sunny South Florida, episode number 476, with our old, and at least my old friend, and dear friend Tim Osinger, currently of Osinger Family Cigars. Um, Tim, we'd like to start every uh, top of the hour with a little segment sponsored um, by our good friends over at Owl Cigars called Name That Jam. So what we're going to do is real simple, we're going to test <laughs> acumen. Let's All right, let's go. simple we play three seconds of a segment of a song and we're just gonna see if you can name that jam you ready timmy yep ready let's hit it okay pinball wizard the who uh yeah i'm pretty sure should we have the thing do we need to play it <laughs> Sure plays a mean pinball. 
my friend Tim Osinger, you have named that jam. Brought to you by the fine folks. That was easy. That was um, easy. Let's see. Listen. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. That was a that was originally for last week's guest. Knowing Tim's a Nashville guy and a little more musically inclined, I probably would have went a little harder. But that was so he got he got away with an easier one. <laughs> oh, that was supposed you, to be... you mean you gave a layup for Rocky? Hold on, hold on. Was <laughs> I don't know if Rocky might have got that one. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, okay, now, now, okay. Now I'm gonna have a little fun. Are we ready, Tim? Can you do an impression for us of Rocky trying oh, to get that song from last week's show? No, no, I know, I know that song. That song is called "Like My Left Pinball Wizard Blend." My right pinball wizard blend summer. It remind me I can have an arcade series blend, Space Invader blend, Pac-Man blend. That's I can so have I can have all these different blends like a pinball blend. Probably how it might have gone down, actually. Congratulations, Tim. You have named that jam. I thought you were gonna do something like yeah, I live in Nashville, but I don't like. I'm not. I'm actually not good with country tunes, so I, I was scared. I thought you were going to give me a country tune, and I would have been like, "Oh God, I feel." I would. I would make Nashville not proud. Well, I mean, we'll remember that is, for next time. The problem is, if oh, I yeah, stray, do if I ever stray away from the classic rock genre, the the Leonard Skinner crowd slaughters me in in the comments. So I, I kind of stick to the classic <laughs> rock to keep the audience happy. I love classic rock, so that that that's gonna be that's one of my jams too. Yeah, I got that right away myself. Usually, I even I gotta think about them for because none of us know what it is. Only Alex does. So, um, usually well, I, got, well, I tell you what, I'm you know what almost happened is that like somehow when you guys switch to different videos, it automatically is going on mute on my uh, yes. uh, thing. So I had to tap to unmute, and I almost missed it. No, no. Yeah, I you know that's that's a thing that I didn't realize. It's an iPad they, they thing that happens, yeah. Yeah, it's when they're on iPads and iPhones, it does that. I don't know why it mutes his sound or mutes his voice. Both sound. Really? Oh wow. Yeah, well, it always it automatically your mutes your voice, but it automatically mutes all of our voices. But it for some reason on the iPad and the iPhone. Uh, and maybe an Android, it mutes their audio too. We had that problem last uh two weeks ago. Oh, I never knew that. Good to know. Yeah, yeah with uh, yeah. drunken chicken. Speaking, I missed, yeah, I missed the first couple of seconds of the song, but I was like, "Oh no, I'm gonna be like play it again." <laughs> we usually do. We sometimes we play it two or three times. If someone's really struggling. <laughs> Just a tip to remind your Alex, put on your notes. You got about two more weeks, maybe tops, before we need a new uh, TGS commercial. Tickets now on sale. Yeah. Yeah. Now, coming soon. for those of you watching, our hotel room block sold out. I think they squeezed about another dozen rooms on there, but we're already, if it does sell out those dozen rooms, we're working on the second location. Um, so hopefully that'll be up soon. So, yeah. I mean, who would have ever believed that TGS room blocks would sell out in September? Crazy. Yeah. It really is crazy. I'm glad I live close. Oh, unbelievable. Um, and speaking of which, before I open my mouth, I have to confirm. front but I am pretty confident. Pretty confident. Yes, Azinger family of cigars will be at the Great Smoke. All right, twenty-three. Now, I, you know, Tim, were you ever at any of the Great Smokes over the years? Oh yeah, of course. 
I'm out of my mind. The first one, the CAO Flavorettes were there. I have photos with them. <laughs> you as a, a company, yeah, I'll never forget that day because it was supposed to be raining and overcast. It was the first one ever, and we had all these girls show up in these colorful bikini outfits and whatever, and then the sun just blew up. But um, <laughs> this is going to be your first one in many, 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 many years. Yeah, wait, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait till you see the enormity of this event and the people who come all from right. all over the world. It has become awesome. insane. Um, and I can, you know, I, I'm usually never one to boast about our stuff, but I could literally confidently say it's got to be probably the best cigar event going on in the world these days. One of the top. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, I look forward people to People coming from all over. We have fun. such a good time. It's, it really is going to be a blast. And you've got a heck of a year. It's Mardi Gras year. Mardi Gras yeah. theme. So yeah. we got see we're gonna be St. Patrick Day Friday night and Mardi Gras Saturday. Where oh where God. can you go and do St. Patrick's Day one night and Mardi Gras the next night? Nowhere. The Great that, Smoke. That's good. You bring it. That's good. That's great. Looking forward to it. So yeah, I love the fact that we get new companies involved this year. It should be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah. So yeah, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Yep. Let's tell us. Okay. Can, this virtual. Let's put the cigar up. Thank you. Let's there talk you go. about. There you go. Phosphorus. The cigar. You mean this? <laughs> Did we lose Alex? Did he knock? Yeah, his... we. It looks like we lost. It looks like we lost Tim too. Great. Just as we were going to talk about phosphorus. Great. I'm Paul. <laughs> Here he comes. Here's Tim. <sighs> oh, there God. He is. I thought I was going to be stuck with Paul. I don't know what happened. Did I get kicked? Was it everybody? No, me neither. Just you and Timmy. Uh, not me. Everybody. Yeah, you and Tim. Abe got kicked for a second, but he came right back. Okay, we're so back. I thought it was I thought it was me. All right. So anyway, we we're talking about this, the Osgener family cigars. Now you can see. Yes. Um, yeah, you know, we um you know, with that, it, it took about uh when when you want to start a uh, new brand, um, I guess Abe, in some regards, this answers a question you asked a few minutes ago. Um you want to make sure I think that the brand is like true to who you are and authentic to who you are. Uh, you know, fortunately there was someone that, that I had encountered when we started our, our art center. Uh, we were looking also for like, you know, what's the brand identity. And I picked up uh, an Esquire magazine. I was traveling and they said, we have a contest, international contest of people that to redo our logo you know, just for fun. We're not going to go with them, but we want to pick 12 winners. And one of them was a guy who carved out a walnut, the Esquire logo, like the E was one piece of walnut with like different artworks within it. You know, the S was, and he delivered, he sent it to Esquire in this like beautiful crate with bird's nest in it and the letters. And, and I was blown away by it. So, and he was in, he, I think he was in Oregon. So I emailed him and I said, Hey, I love your work. Would you consider uh, doing our logo for our art center, which he did? And uh, and then it turns out this guy uh, was working also for Nike as a shoe designer. And then eventually he was hired by Google as their chief designer. But he left Google because he wanted to be kind of independent, you know, that kind of thing. But I'd maintained touch with him. And so I reached out to him and I said, his name's uh, Aaron. Uh, and I reached out to him. I said, Aaron can we work together with designing a new brand identity and logo? And Aaron said, yeah, I've, I've got a lot of processes that you go through. And one of his processes was really connecting with like, you know, who, who is, and I said, I, I feel like that it needs to be a family brand because our family, I grew up in the business. 
so he really helped me connect with you know who are we what's important to us as a family and we we found like really there was four things and one of them was like the ingredients the tastes the quality and then good humor but by good humor i don't mean of course we like to laugh and and you know obviously i like to imitate people and make other people laugh but also it means like who are you spending time with? Who are you enjoying cigars with? How are you connecting with people? Are you being authentic and you know your true self and all these kind of things? And once we had those four dynamics together, we started a piece of, you know, what what is who you know again more like okay. My father was Armenian, so you know when you look at the packaging here, you know uh, you see this is like Mount Ararat over here on this side. And, and Armenia and like the, you know, the kind of the historical significance and the emotional bond that that country has with Mount Ararat. And my mother's Turkish. So you see on the other side, you see Istanbul and the Bosphorus and you see like kind of the Hagia Sophia slightly in the background there. But, you know, the Bosphorus was an important strait because it connected like Europe to Asia. And so and it's a and that city was where my mother and father grew up they didn't meet there they met when they were going to college you know my father went to in new york city so there you have the statue of liberty my father was uh, an engineer at dupont mechanical engineer to get his master's degree my mother was a fulbright scholar so she was going to bank street college of education she was supposed to go to turkey and open up schools for k through third but they fell in love they eloped um you know, they they uh, eloped to Tennessee, to Nashville. So you see, you you see the foothills of uh, Tennessee here, and uh, the boat in between represents the journey that, like, let me point to it. The boat represents a journey that somebody's ancestors at some point in time took a journey to come to this great country where you can, you know, live the American dream and make a good life for yourself. And in fact. You know, here you have these kind of gold coins. This one shows my mother's, you know, face when she was young. And then the other side, it shows my father's face. Uh, so that kind of, huh. this sort of encapsulates our family story. We we looked through the, the archive of the printer Vrydog in Holland. They have all these old Cuban artwork archives. And we found the frame for capturing the family story. But um, But the whole message is, is that like, you know, Turks and Armenians, they have a very complicated and difficult history. But if my mother and father both could find commonality and be married for 50 years through love and shared interests, then we can all get along. And a cigar is a great peacekeeper and a great way that it calms us down, brings people together, gets people to relax and really get to know one another. So that's that's kind of the brand that's how you encapsulate what the brand represents uh, as far as how it tastes and what the composition is. I can talk about that, of course, as well. Absolutely. We do want you to talk about but what an amazing piece of art. I mean, a true homage to your, your family. I mean, your mother and your father. Um, for those of you watching right now, um, in honor of Kimmy being on KMA Talk Radio, uh, if you would like to try the cigar that we're smoking right now, we can go to smokein.com. There's a 15% off code that you could use this weekend only for Timmy being on KMA Talk Radio. Tim15, and you can get yourself a five-pack. Try them out. See what you like. Go to smokein.com. Look under Ozinger Family Cigars Bosphorus. Use the code TIM15 
and save 15% this weekend only. So, so let's get into the blend a little bit. Tell us about the yeah. blend. We got the art and the band behind the skirt. Tell us a little bit about the blend. Well, obviously, when you're telling that emotional of a story and background and truthful of a story, you want the cigar to be outstanding and unique. So in this case, the wrapper on the cigar is a uh, you can see it here. I've got the cello on the wrapper on the cigar is uh, a uh, Sumatra, Ecuador Sumatra. What makes this blend different than anything we've ever done in my history at CAO uh, is that it has a double binder on it. So. Now that is something that I never kind of worked with is a double binder. Why a double binder? Well, there's really no reason why a double binder unless you want extra layering of smoke and extra richness and you want the cigar to burn slower, which is interesting because it extends your enjoyment of the cigar. So one of the binders is Connecticut seed Ecuador. Interesting to use for a binder, but it delivers that kind of that kind of cream texture to you. The other binder is Jalapa from Nicaragua, which I love. And that is a region where at different elevations, they grow coffee, where they're growing the tobacco, you know, the soil produces this flavor that is like, you know, this kind of mouthwatering earthiness with some hints of sweetness to it. And then the fillers have three different Nicaraguan regions in them. One of them is Esteli, which of course delivers the, you know, the black pepper, white pepper notes. The other is Jalapa, which we discussed. And the other one is Omotepe, the volcanic island, which helps kind of bring together all of the components of this cigar. So when you smoke it, and also we we pressed this size, the Bosphorus one. Um, this is you know, a size that I, is my personal favorite. It's five and a half by 55, because when you cut it and on the intake, it coats your palate. Immediately, boom, I get a sense of what the cigar is like in the flavor. It starts off with a boom, and then it settles down like Beethoven's fifth. So that kind of gives you the, the sort of um, the details behind the blend of the cigar. I think it's an excellent cigar. Um, and, and, you know, obviously we want to have our family name on it. It had better be good. I'm smoking. No pressure. No, I've been thoroughly enjoying it. Thank you. Um, you also have a second release lined up. Yes. A limited cigar. Paul, you got an image yes. of that? Can you see your image of that from somewhere? Put it up while Timmy talks yeah, I'll about get an image. I'm I knew you didn't have one, so. <laughs> so tell us about the pie. Yeah, so, you know, um, my father, the last 10 years of his life, guys, he, um, he, he loved painting. Painting brought him a lot of joy and a lot of connectivity. He... He had a lot of um, health obstacles that he overcame, and uh, he had uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Of course, you know, when he was working at DuPont, he was working on Teflon, not to, you know, without any sort of protection. I mean, I got genetic tested myself, and I had none of, no cancer indicators of what he had. So they said it must have been environmental. So I, my theory is, is it's because of those early days and how he worked. But he had like a... Um, you know, stem cell transplant. He thought he was going to pass away from that. And what inspired him was art and painting and connecting him to nature and realizing the beauty that we live around us. Um, so he started to uh, paint with a lot of colors. And then he found out that some people have this weird condition called synesthesia. And what that means is if I say a number to you, 
you think, and that's a good shot right there. When I say a number to you, you think of a color or some people think of a sound or some people think of like a musical tone. So my father is like, well, this is an interesting concept. I will paint around this idea. I will assign my own numbers with the colors. I will make one red. I will make two, whatever, three, yellow. So then he loved the number pi because the pi is infinite. It never ends. So he started painting 3.1415. So he made three yellow, one red, four burnt orange, five blue. And uh, the, the piece that you just showed, Paul, that had the band on it, um, that is an actual piece of my father's artwork that we that have cool. uh, that we have installed in our conference room at Oz Arts, what used to be CAO's headquarters, which Abe has been in that room. So yep. that one we've shrunk down and we've put on the band. So what he did was he assigned a different measurement to the different colors of pi. But three, he assigned the color yellow. So I'm down in Nicaragua working on um, uh, uh, the Bosphorus blend. And the gentleman I'm working with, he said, hey, I'm sorry if I'm getting a little bit too nerdy on the tobacco and the detail. I've got this strange condition called synesthesia. I can tell you all about it. I said, you don't need to tell me all about <laughs> it. My dad's painted 500 paintings on it, for God's sake. I said, uh, how is yours manifested? He said, mine is manifested with flavor. I said, perfect. Let's blend something that tastes like yellow. Can we do that? And so that's it. And they started blending. They got all excited. So we started blending around this idea of what does yellow taste like? And I said, guys, it also has to be what does yellow look like? Because they were giving me wrappers that were like, you know, really kind of darker brown. And I'm like, that doesn't look yellow. We got to do it with like Connecticut, Ecuador. So that blend is made so that it looks and tastes like yellow. Now, what does that mean? Yellow may taste different to you than it does right. like us, us. But that's the idea behind it. Uh, that, that piece that you see in the background, that is an actual, my father even painted some tobacco leaves and then he would lacquer them. So we took a photo of it, and then the Vista is basically a textured, uh, you know, replica of one of my dad's pieces of art, and you can feel the tobacco oh. leaves on it. So when you and these are limited edition boxes of twelve, and the idea is is if people like it, then the next year we'll do the next color that he that was his synesthesia in pie. So the next year it'll be red. Next year it'll be whatever color wow. he painted. So it's kind of a fun. I think it's a fun concept that was organic. We didn't plan it. We weren't thinking about doing a limited edition and they just, some things happen and you just have to go with it in life. So this I, is an example I, of that. I really think in a phenomenal way, it's, it's, it's a beautiful way to really kind of stay connected to your dad. Yeah. Yeah. It right? is. Even the, even the C logo, he painted, he used to paint Jono at the bottom of his paintings. And then he was like, well, that is not so mysterious. I will just do a C. <laughs> so <the> C is <laughs> The C was his uh, was his signature, so yeah, it's, it, it's cool. It, it's it's interesting, and I have to interject chess into this because that's what I do. But just how <laughs> you were talking about it, and synesthesia, but in in reading, if if you see a a chess player, a top level chess player who does a blind um, game. It said the top level guys, it's kind of the same way. Like they don't have a board in their head where they're moving pieces, but as they're being taught E4, E5, you know, they're they're actually visualizing it as like a musical tone. It's more, it's not these guys moving pieces in their head. They they see it 
the 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 numbers the coordinates being shouted out to them comes through as like a tone like a like a, a color spectrum I mean you hear the top you, you would assume the guys are just moving a chessboard in their head but it's it's like you said it you know it translates to something else colors tones you know like a musical script almost yeah I wonder if I have a hint of this because one time so. when I was way younger when I was you were way probably younger, on my head yeah no it, I, I it, what I'm no. saying is I had a better <laughs> the color yellow I had a I had a bad drug experience, and every word I said, <laughs> I every it. letter had a picture and a color assigned to it. So imagine breaking down every word that you say to a picture and an image and a color. I was freaking out, man. I was way younger. So you had a bad trip. That's what it reminds me of. You had an interesting <laughs> yeah. trip. Well, well I, have a, I, have a, I have a psychiatrist friend, psychologist friend, who says, uh, he said to me when I was telling him about this, he said, oh, yeah. He goes, I have a, I have a lot of patients that have this, but with them, it's more around – the musical notes or tones than it is color interesting huh yeah yeah, yeah. so it's cool so people can people can like try it and see for themselves does it taste yellow it doesn't matter it tastes really good to me <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good cigar wow that's very cool when will that be available tim so we just started shipping them uh for the most part last week so they should be hitting. They they've been hitting stores this week. So it's they're they're out there now. That's a gorgeous right presentation. Yeah, it is. Oh, thank you. Well, and then also so the outside of the box here, like you see, I'm holding it up, has my uh, my father's signature. He had these books made of his art, and uh, he had the outside. Some of them he had sleeves that were purple, like a, a deep rich purple. So mm -hmm. you know, we decided to make this like a deep rich purple that kind of mirrored what he did on his books you know but um you know look i'll be i'll be honest with you is that uh, uh the both both of those cigars even th we, this is a limited edition of 2500 boxes um and so they're both very kind of different but yet excellent cigars so i i encourage people to try them both um you know, it just depends on what your flavor palette is. Uh, you know, one thing that we try to do is we want to deliver like a lot of flavor, no matter what the body is. So whether it's like, you know, um, mild, medium, full or somewhere in between, you don't have to worry. I mean, we like flavor, a lot of it. So that's what we go for. So these are already starting to ship or will start shipping? No, no, they've, they've already started to ship. Okay. Time to get on the phone Monday morning. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If you don't, if you're not, if you're not in your store, then call me. No, they haven't arrived yet. They haven't they arrived have, yet. Okay. Okay. They have not arrived. I was just going to text Miguel. <laughs> okay. They, they have no, no, not Miguel, arrived. Miguel, well, Miguel, as you know, he's really good. So I mean, like they, they will. I mean, there was I, when I start. I first started doing some events, so I've been to like where have been like three different markets to do events and. uh before we did not have that cigar in, so they would just ship them forever. I was doing the promotions, but now I think as of like end of last week, be, be, you know, beginning of this past week, I think that they came in when we were shipping them. Nice, nice. Um, so, you know, not to bring up your horse, these, this, these two blends that you've made now, they're ended at which factory? So yeah, they were made at Tabacalera Pichardo. Is, with, uh, now, in light of everything going on, is that continuing? 
Well, I mean, look, the limited edition stuff is all made and done. So that's not so a that's problem. Kinda, so that's not a problem. And I mean, you know, when I went down there, I was super impressed with Eradio Pichardo. And, you know, his dad taught him how to grow tobacco in the fields of Cuba. So when we were in the fields together, I mean, his knowledge and the photos I took were amazing. Um, you know, Oz Family Cigars, you know, came out from there. And, uh, you know, there will, there will be an announcement like, you know, the last week of October as to like, you know, where is that? Is that going to stay there or is it going to go to another factory? But, you know, you'll know the last week of October. But Got I will it. tell you that I will tell you this. Yeah, I didn't put in like over two years of work to get back into the uh, cigar business to bring out a cigar that is anything under than outstanding. So I will say that it will be outstanding. It is outstanding. And it will continue to be outstanding no matter what. Otherwise, I'm just not going to ship it. Period. End of story. Because, like you said before, Abe, you know, we, you know, we, like I said, you know, you you bet that I would be on the show if I tell you that I'm going. This is going to be this way or nothing. It's going to be that way or nothing. That's it. Because I don't want to ship out something. I don't want to ship out something that's going to be uh, b- below a stand a certain standard. Absolutely. I definitely know exactly where that feeling is. Oh, I mean, uh, we, we know the reputation of you, your family, uh, the company, and uh, we, we were elated to bring it in. Very, very excited to bring it in. And um, Well, well, and, and thanks, Abe. And I wanted to say one thing that kind of touches on this. We talked about it earlier is that like, and I'll, and I'll say it, it's pretty, I don't think I've spoken about it before, like on a, you know, a show, but, you know, when my father, the, the day that he passed, uh, he called me. I was with my children. I was taking them to, I have two sons. I was taking them to a soccer camp. It was during the summer, like early July. And I took, the kids went with me to see him. And obviously it's very emotional, right? And, uh, but he said something to them that really to my stay like struck me. And it was like, I mean, it was incredibly emotional. But he said, you know, in life, there will be a lot of people that will give you advice and tell you, you should do this, you should do that. Giving advice is easy. Doing it, doing it is hard, is difficult. So do it, you know, (laughs) and that's, and I just, what, in our dialogue over here, I think that, you know, one of the things is like, you can talk to a certain amount of extent, but talk only goes so far. You know, you really get kind of determined by what you do and your actions. And so when I, when I want to talk and say something, you know, I don't want, I don't want my actions to belie or to kind of back up what I'm saying. Otherwise I don't have any credibility with you, with any of you or anyone. Very well said. It had to be, it had to be uh, growing up with a father who drops, probably just dropping nugget bombs of knowledge on you all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, I, listen, it was, um, it's, it's a very, uh, um, he was a very kind of spiritual guy. Um, he was a very, as you know, especially I keep saying Abe because, you know, we go way back. As you know, he's a very hard worker. 
<clears throat> so, I mean, I got that work ethic from him. Um, I'll tell you at the trade show this year, my 16 year old, you know, we snuck him on. Okay. He wasn't supposed to be on, but he wanted to come on. Yeah. And then, and then he, um, he said, dad, can I help? I said, yeah, you're going to help. Well, here's what you're going to do. I don't want you to talk at all. Unless somebody asks you for something, you're going to listen. You're going to help all of our sales team when they need samples. You're going to put them in a Ziploc bag for our customers. And you're going to say yes, sir, to the retailers and ask them whatever they need. And you're going, that's what you're going to do. And he did it. He was busy and he observed and he had some good, good observations. But that's how I learned, you know. I keep telling my kids all the time, you can't learn when you're talking. Hey, can keep I your mouth you shut and listen. Can I, tell you, can I tell you a really good story of when I did this at the trade show? Okay. Sure. So this is when we started CAO Only Pipes. So we had these, we were getting ready for the trade show. We opened up all these pipes. And uh, I opened up this, this one pipe has a really odd shape. So I open it and it's like a, a naked woman. And I said, dad, this is not a normal pipe. What is this? He goes, son, we have very few of those. But I will put them in a, you know, small box. We will bring it to the show. We will have it under the table. And when the time is right, correct, I will tell you when to bring them out. I said, okay. So we go to the trade show. And this is like in the, the 70s, early, late 70s, early 80s. So all we had was pipes yeah, at this time. Was this, so was, this still this, the show, was this still when the show was in a hotel room floor? No, no, no. This was past that. This was, okay. this, I tell you when it was, Abe, it was in Chicago. The trade show was in Chicago. And it was, it was like, it was RTDA at that time is what, the, what right. it was called, not PCA. So anyway, right. so um, we're there. We got the tablecloth. We got the pipes open. You know, they're all unique, one of a kind stuff. First day passes of the show. You know, those, those naked lady pipes are underneath the tablecloth. Second day passes, nothing. Third day, there's like a gaggle of Japanese businessmen that start walking down the aisle. And my dad taps me on the shoulder. He goes, son. Bring out the porno pipes. You want to show it to them, but show them like this, you know, like you look and then make sure no one is looking and you show them. Like, we sold all of them. <laughs> That's great. Bring know, your know your customer. <laughs> right. right. Customer service. Well, before our, our segment with Coop, a couple things first. Um, if you would like, we currently have the Bosphorus in stock at smoking.com. If you would like to try it and you haven't tried it yet, or if you love it and want to get some more, now's a good time. This weekend only, because Tim is on, go to smoking.com, look up Bosphorus, use the code TIM15, get 15% off your order, an additional 15% off your order if you're getting a box. Otherwise, you're getting a five-pack, you can save 15%. Um and uh tim what's your schedule are you going to be anywhere in the next uh 30 or so days you could let our fans and listeners know in case you're hitting you're hitting a town nearby them yes yes thank you for asking this abe so next week i'm going to be in uh the phoenix arizona area on the 12th 13th and 14th if they go to um at tim osgener on instagram it has a schedule there or at Oz Family Cigars on Instagram. I have the schedule posted there. But yeah, Arizona 12, 13, 14. I know we're doing a couple of events with Ambassador Cigars, Fumar Cigars. Vartan, and, uh, great guy. Vartan's great. Um, and then also I'm going to, um, I know Des Moines, Iowa to do an event on the 25th. And then 
26th, I'm doing an event in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, and then I have more scheduled. So I will say right now we're working on a website for Oz Family Cigars. We don't have one yet. But if they follow me on Instagram, I'm going to be posting where those are going to be. And also on Crown Head Cigars um, website, they have an events page. It's on there too. So, but yeah, I'm going to be going to, um, gosh, where I'm going to New York, New Jersey area. I'm going to um, a lot of different places to do events. So, but I love, listen, that's one thing also I realized from my sweet spot is I love doing these events and I love hearing and talking to the consumers about cigars and, and, and trying to, you know, trying to answer questions and impart knowledge that I've learned. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, it's that time to bring in our most knowledgeable correspondent to keep us up to date on what's going on in the cigar world. One of my favorite segments of the show. It's time to see what is the scoop with Coop. Hey, yo, what's my theme music? The Scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. Good morning. Good morning, Tim. Good morning. How are you, Coop? Good, good, good to, uh, to talk to you. Yeah, again. yeah, yeah. Good to see you again. That's right. Absolutely. I didn't. Now you're you're wearing a hat. I didn't recognize you at first. Last time I saw you, you had no hat on. No, you no, had you no. had you had actual hair. Like I don't. But a little <laughs> hair, yeah. Kind of losing it slowly with your. <laughs> Do you have a mustache? I, I was just saying, am I seeing a shadow? Or are you growing a mustache? Um, it's actually a, a goatee. Uh, but it's it's. Is that what I you're had, calling? I, I had the it's a little grayer on the chin. It's, it's, it's actually, a little it's actually the opposite. The it's actually I'm phasing it out. I had the I had the beard because of um, the oral surgery. We didn't do a show last week, so mm, I'm slowly kind of right. taking it off. Next week it will probably be totally clean. I think I think you should rock it for a little bit. Uh, my wife's saying the yeah. same thing actually. I think hey. you should rock it for a little bit. <laughs> I, I literally was gonna say, I said, is that a shadow from the hat? Or yeah, we didn't do the fire? we didn't do the show last week, and yeah, I had oral surgeries uh, last week, so I couldn't I couldn't really do much. Wow. Yeah. Right. Well, well. Other than your mustache, what is the scoop this week? What's going on? <laughs> um, <laughs> we we didn't get a chance to talk about this last week, but I think it's a subject we should a topic we should bring up, um, and that is the announcement of the Drew Estate Blackened M eighty one which is the collaboration they're doing uh, with Metallica. So I, uh, that was the cigar that they released as part of the Freestyle Live program, and it was revealed to be a collaboration with uh, Metallica. And Metallica has a spirit uh, called Blackened. So it's kind of this combination of music, whiskey, and cigars. And I got to tell you, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this. As you know, I have my music... Uh, podcast and everything and and the stuff we metallic is like one of the bands that everyone just we always get feedback on or we always get traffic on when we cover them so i think this is a big i think this is a big thing for a lot of people in the cigar industry i've got a chance to smoke the cigar and uh i see where they're going with the cigar um i, I think if i think it's gonna be a really good cigar and i say because it, it was a little young when it came but it, i mean you you could tell where this cigar is going well, for for a endorsed cigar, I, I, I really uh, expect it to be a little bit more costly. It seems to be within a relatively decent price point. Yeah, yeah. Know, which I was a little bit surprised about. It it might you know 
we've talked about these collaborations they've gone on for years right and we've talked about how they have failed but well they're typically they're typically not successful let's put it that way right let's say they're typically not successful we're we're seeing some potentially that the guy fieri one is looking like it's on the right track is what i'll say and this one i'd say is at the same level i mean these are two major celebrity uh kind of uh cigars that you have out one metallica one guy fieri i think this is a level we really haven't seen in the cigar industry for a long time if at all but guys so metallica the, well, tim's gonna guys play. involved do you think no, remember no, you remember we did one with the sopranos yes yeah, that's yep. why i kind of said i said that, that yeah that was that was very successful for us yeah but it, we, it was. We, we, were, we were cognizant of it though we did we did we would, didn't want to make it so literal. We wanted it to be very subtle. But, but you know, to me, culture. but you know what, to me, that was a brand, right? And it, 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 we did a show. It didn't really emphasize any one person. And um, like you said, it was That's a great right. homage and yeah. it worked very well. But typically when we see these brands that are keyed in on one key individual and they don't get involved, it, to me, what I've seen over the years, it doesn't translate down to the consumer level. Just slapping yeah, just yeah. slapping someone's name on a box doesn't yeah work out great. Right, now, what right. I've seen the guy so far in his relatively six or eight months in the industry, he seems to be getting out there and doing stuff and involving. He's actually stuff. going. Yes, um, and I just I'm curious if it will be the same way with this this cigar. Well, you know. well, I'll tell you this with with blackened the the bourbon. The, the guys are out there promoting it. I mean, yeah. I know that Hetfield talks about it and, and yeah. Lars talks about it, but the, you know, what they did with that brand is that the guy that blended blackened was from, or at least in the bourbon side, he is, he used to be the master distiller for makers mark for years and years and years. I've met him and he retired. And when he retired, he started taking on all these side projects, but Dave Pickerell is his name. They have his name everywhere. And he is promoting it too. So, so fans of Maker's Mark actually, you know, they, that's another tagline for them that they know who he is. Right. So, and now they brought in Drew Estate. I mean, I, I think this, it'll be cool. And the Paul's point, this is getting promoted on the Metallica and the music end of things too, because mm-hmm. I do follow that end of, of the business as well. And and they're definitely it's definitely being promoted very heavily there. Which which sometimes with these cigars, it's, that's not always the case. It's it's more of a one-way street i know tim when we talked a couple weeks ago about the sopranos they, they were involved you know you, you know obviously they came out to the, the marvin shank and dinner you were talking about and everything so that was a good thing but a lot of times that isn't always the case um where yeah. you don't have a guy fieri around or you know metallica promoting that right you know ironically i wonder I was, though I, oh sorry ironically, Go ahead, i was doing I, I did an event at uh uh at stogies of houston on thursday and the first person that came in was dennis rodman so it's sort of like, <laughs> you you know when Dennis Rodman comes in, and uh, so they introduced me to him, and then I said, uh, Dennis, you're you've been a cigar smoker for a while. Did you ever try to do something? And he's like, Yeah, yeah, I tried to do something, but it, and it didn't work. You know, so I, I don't remember if did, did Dennis Rodman do something. He he was at a trade show one year a few yeah. years ago, but I don't think the I don't think the brand ever got launched. But I know he was at a trade yeah. show talking about it, or you know. He was meeting with people about, but he wasn't exhibiting it or anything. 
at one point in time towards the the tail end of cao when the, when our family owned it um we were in no negotiations with kid rock because kid rock wanted to get something made we had packaging and everything um you know so but that but obviously that didn't happen and kid rock's another big cigar guy in fact his father lives in jupiter so he comes into what he stops in one of our locations every time he's in town visiting yeah yeah well i mean yeah he he likes um he likes the Fuente uh, Hemingway short, short, short stories. Story. Yep. That's like all he smokes. It's really his father that got him into that. His father's the heavy yep. guy who loves that all the time. And when he yeah. comes down, he gets him. So he, yeah, I think that's why he picked that size up a lot. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. What else you got going on, Coop? Oh, one other story this week comes from Alec Bradley. They have, uh, you know, every time Alec Bradley comes out with a sampler, it seems to get a lot of traffic on my website. And it, it happened again this week. They're, they announced a sampler called The Reclaimed. And what they've done is they have basically found 800 cigar molds that were about to be put out to pasture. And they've taken those cigar molds and uh, they're building a sampler within those cigar molds of seven figurados. So they're taking seven of their blends in a six and a quarter by 54 figurado shape. They're putting them into these samplers that are going to be in cigar molds, and they should be hitting the shelves uh, later this fall in time for the holidays right now. So I thought it was a pretty cool project. Paul, I actually sent the picture. I don't know if you got that one or not. Uh, you, Probably not. You texted oh, it? I texted it. You texted it? Did you email it? Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. Oh. oh, I see it now. Well, he texted it at, at 1030. <laughs> yeah, I did text. I, I did say when I texted it. <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry about that. I, I mute my text messages uh, because it, they get too crazy. Because uh, my we're I'm in all these family chats, and on the on the laptop. Oh, I, I, still I, I just blocked them out. I, I just block them out. <laughs> I tell you what, you know, it's really interesting. I can't tell you how many messages I've received asking if we're getting the sampler. I, I'm telling you, these samplers at Alec Bradley, they have magic. The I'm they telling you, it. it's yeah. so weird. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, what, what is it about the sample everybody's like wigging out about? But I've gotten tons of messages. They will be coming in. So yeah. when we get them, we, yeah. we put them up. And I'm just trying to stall by Paul more time so we can get the image up. Look, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. When I you text it. an image, it's a little bit difficult to get it up there. But I got it. It's coming. It's loading okay. in now. Yeah. Here it up. comes. There it is. So I, I think it's pretty cool. No, listen, these molds are very cool. Obviously, I've seen them. We got a couple yeah. here in the store. If you don't have one, it's a really cool kind of piece to have if you got a man cave or yeah. collect stuff. But the fact that it comes with those cigars only makes it even better. So super yeah, cool. Yeah, and they're 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 sizes of seven blends you haven't gotten before. So they're all there's seven blends of the Figurado, uh black market, metalist, Prensado, magic toast, magic. They are blends, they are blends they've gotten before in a size they've never had. Right, before. correct, correct. Yes. I got your back, Coop. Uh, no, no, Abe. That's why we keep you around, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and the pro by the way, price point eighty dollars, so it's it's pretty reasonable too. Uh, it is reasonable. Yeah. Not too shab. Yeah. Not too shab. Not yep. too shab. What else you got going on, Coop? That, that's it for this week. Yeah, two we weeks. Need. That's all you got. You want to talk about some of the <laughs> oldest stories? We can. You want to talk about the fire and in, uh, in in um, the Dominican on William Ventura? Yeah, you know what? Oh, we probably probably should. Did we? Yeah, we did. That, that happened the week we didn't get have a show. Yeah. 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 We so didn't talk about let's, it. Let's catch up on some key points because you know that for me was a hell of a morning. And yeah, in fact, I messaged just to see how things are going. But yeah, let, let's talk about that. Yeah, uh, it affects William, a lot of people. It it did. Yep. William Ventura uh, factory burned 
burned to the ground. Um, I actually got some pictures of that. Um, well, I saw some pictures of that, I should say. And, I mean, they lost everything. The, it, was a, it was a total loss. Uh, that factory, along with another factory called InterCigar, which did a lot of private blends, um, and it was adjacent to it, both of them went down. Um, it's going to affect companies such as Caldwell Cigars, obviously Adventura, La Barba, Tony Bellotto's brand, uh, the new Freud Cigar Company, uh, the Lost and Found stuff. So um, there is a second William Ventura factory that they it's a smaller facility that they're going to move some stuff to in the interim. But it's definitely going to affect production. Uh, I saw Robert Caldwell announce some SKUs are being discontinued. Um, I saw that. Yeah, um, which... You know, that's, you know, I don't know what else you could do in that case. If you don't have product or you can't make the product. So, you know, uh, but yeah, that was a, uh, and it's very, like I said, really sad story. I know, I know, you know, Henderson and as well, good people behind that. And you, ju you just hate to see this happen. They really are good people, man. Really? Yeah. You know, they don't realize, you know, these, these places are so out in the middle of nowhere. By the time people realize that, you know, the fire, by the time you get there, it's, half the time it's really too late you, to do anything you know this is interesting because this is in, in the uh the free trade zone in the in tamboro so it's not quite in the middle of nowhere but it's kind of it's not like estuary but it's kind of i don't want to say it's kind of isolated because it's kind of closed off in a way too from part of the city i guess the best way to put it but it's well, interesting, I, you know by, i get I, yeah by the time it's noticeable that's the problem. It's gotten big. Well, it, ha it happened like it happened like four thirty-five in the morning. Too. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I heard something electrical. I can't say that that was the root cause, but I heard it was something like that. Um, I heard it was the place next door. I heard different stories. Right, there's like a whole complex of factors. Well, yeah, there was yeah. a second factory, Inner Inner Cigar, that was affected as well, which is it's a it's a lesser known factory. They do a lot of private blends. So, I heard I heard similar things to that as well. Abe, it was interesting because you got your shipment of the your adventura cigar just like right before like i guess that container had gone out like a couple weeks ago so so yeah. you got your cigar yeah it's gonna be you know we, we we're praying for him i, I try to stay in touch with him it's gonna be a tough road but you know what yeah. i it's happened before in this industry and i see no reason why these guys don't even come back stronger um you know we've been sharing you know the hashtag support adv so you know yeah yeah it's, it's really funny because i was gonna do yeah, between us here on the radio show, I was going to do a promotion. I was trying to find ways to support them, right? Because one of the things in a situation like this is you like cash flow, right? So you have all this right. inventory, you have all this, in and just, just to show you how sometimes a good deed cannot be a good deed. So you really got to think about it. But you know, I'm figuring he's got all this old, in, he's got all this inventory. This, that, that's what hurt, yeah. No, I'm talking about the stuff he's like already shipped to Sutcliffe, right? Oh, okay, so he's yeah. But that's sitting there, and I'm sure he could use cash flow because when you're building, that's what you need. You need cash. So we were going to kind of do a, a promotion where for every box someone bought, we would order three to for our inventory, which would help his sales. Right. And then after talking to Henderson, he's like, I, I don't want that because he doesn't want his inventory, current inventory to get ordered out. He kind of wants it to last at least until he gets somewhat up and running. So we ended up never running that promotion, you know. Right, right. I can see, yeah. Support him and kind of help get some cash flow, but um i stay in touch with him and, and hopefully like you know just like just like the phoenix still rise from the ashes yeah but they also lost tobacco reserves there too that's yes. another, that's a reserve packaging i mean finished product it was yeah a yeah I know. 
<laughs> so yeah, just you feel for them, good people. And you know what people don't realize because a lot of times they think it's technology, right? Oh, well, don't they have fire alarms or don't can't they have sprinklers? You know, a sprinkler system going off is ruining everything. Yeah, right. You know, right. it's going to destroy you know, the that, anyway, that's, right? Yeah, that's what they don't. Re- you know, that's what they don't realize. Even in my business, you know, we have sprinkler head. If, if there's a fire and sprinklers go off my humidor, listen. If there's a fire by the bar. Yeah, we don't I'm, want sprinklers going off in the humidor. But I'm 90%, 99% confident the sprinklers go off in the it's whole store. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to ruin everything. Yeah. Where yeah. it could have burned the whole bar down and it really wouldn't have phased us that much. But a fire at the bar will ruin everything. I yeah, mean, literally. It ain't, like, it ain't like you can just redry everything off. No, <laughs> so, it's shot. Yeah. Yeah, Even if the yeah. fire makes it nowhere near there, you're shot. You're done. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, too bad. So, but he'll be all right. Yeah, they're good, really good people behind that, and uh, you know, you just pray like no one got hurt. either. obviously that's you know, no no one was injured or hurt in that. So, well, thank you. More up to date with everything going on at cigar-coop.com. Always rumor and teaser free. Now we're going to go into our final segment for this week's show. We're going to go to tail the tape. We are at season five, episode eight. I think this is our number three pick. We're, we're going to see where. Yep. Number three pick of uh, season five, best movie villains of all time. I just laugh every time I see Abe's picture in that. Like that is it's so not a representation. He's like this. I look I look too studious. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Tale of the tape, season 5. We are in the top 3. Let's continue on with the usual order. Abe, who is your just start, Why don't we just start with Paul and get his All right, come on way. Paul, let's get it out of the way. Let's just get his weak well, pick out of the way. Actually, I like this pick. I don't even I don't even remember. Oh, there it is. Yeah. So this week Another uh, kind of like uh, sinister, intelligent uh, uh, Disney villain, of course, Scar <laughs> from The Lion King, voiced by Jeremy Irons. A of a weird story that I only recently learned about Jeremy Irons is that in the song "Be Prepared" for the original Lion King motion picture, he got very ill and lost his voice and had a throat uh, infection of some kind. And they waited and waited and waited, but they were gonna they were pushing back production for everything and it was taking too long for him to get well. So a voiceover actor actually sings the song in Jeremy as an impression of, of Jeremy Irons for Be Prepared in The Lion King. So he's not actually singing it. It sounds exactly like him, but my he, life he has changed sick. dramatically Abe, this morning. I'm just I will telling never, you now. I will never, I will Abe, never be the same knowing this. I'm telling you, I, I don't ever want to hear shit again about my chess commentary after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Scar from the Lion King. Go ahead. Who's next? All right, Abe. Go ahead. Take it away. I got a classic, man. I was only, I was only, um, uh, Two, eight, eight or nine years old when this movie came out. I have Jack Torrance from The Shining. You know, watching oh, this movie as a kid, this guy was freaking. You know, I like the complex character because in the beginning, you're extremely sympathetic with him, right? And he's this loving father. And then, you know, there's always an argument in this movie whether it's really the the 
the you know Outlook Hotel that's the villain, or is it Jack the villain? But either way, this was a very uh, chilling role, chilling character, chilling villain, and um, goes down in, in my top uh, number three in my top ten. Yeah, classic Nicholson, definitely classic Nicholson. I got a classic too this week, uh, a literary and movie classic, but um, it's a classic due to the actor. Not a not a villain you hate, but my number three pick is Dracula, played by Gary Oldman in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, I mean, this is just masterful acting from Gary Oldman. He plays the old man. He plays the young guy and and really, I mean, brings to life the Dracula character. I tell you, Gary Oldman has to be one of my favorite uh, supporting actors you know, seldom is he a star. You know, the starring role of a movie, but right. God, his his characters always make a movie so much better. If you haven't seen the movie, which is one of my all time favorites, could be my top one or definitely my top three. Uh, True Romance. His role is the is the white Rastafarian pimp drug dealer is probably one of the best. <laughs> yes, I mean literally. I mean, he was great in the professional or whatever. Yes, one, is the cop. Yes, but one of my favorite roles of Gary Oldman. Is literally the white Westerfarian drug dealing pimp. It's just the whole verbiage and the way he talks. And it's it, listen. Just Google if you don't want to watch the movie. Just Google the scene. The scene where he's talking to Christian Slater in in the restaurant bar, or the Chinese restaurant bar, is brilliant. Check it out. Go. Um, I went with a villain. He's appeared on a couple of, of our lists already. Uh, he may be a little higher um, on mine, but I think there's good reason. And it's Hans Gruber from Die Hard, played by oh. Alan Rickman. To me, he I mean, he's a very well-known villain in, in cinema. Um, you know, people are talking about him now over 30 years later. You know, he combines uh, cunning, he's, he's humorous, and he's sinister, all rolled up into one. I think it's one of the great movie performances of a villain uh, – you know, and like I said, over the last 35 years. And um, so I, you know, whether you think this is a Christmas movie or not, I don't care. This is a great, this is a great yeah, I was performance. I going to say that. Absolutely. Yeah. The quintessential but, but, Christmas but, movie. Yeah. I have a, I, I just have a comment tied to Paul's. Paul, that wasn't even oh, the best Jeremy Irons villain. Okay. Jeremy Irons actually played Simon Gruber in Die Hard with a Vengeance. And he was a much better villain in that movie. He wasn't animated. So Paul up. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it wasn't a Disney movie. Tim, you Paul, I got two more somebody picks. Said, somebody the... said earlier, Paul's number one pick is going to be the horror at Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> that is not Disney. That is not Disney. So it's going to be Disney. Yes, we know it's going to be Disney. I That's thought it was going to be Jafar. I was picking Jafar all along, but you had him last time. So I had him <laughs> number four. Yeah. yeah. My top two, um, I'm going classic, I guess. I, it's, you know. That's a good spot, Timmy. But any any of your favorite movie villains of all time? Well, I mean, the one that I can't get out of. I mean, Darth Vader has to be, you know, one of the best movie villains. He might be number one. Yeah, I he don't know. Top, he was in my top ten. He wasn't that high because, I, me personally, there's, there's no rules. We all said like I didn't use any CGI or yeah. it had to be like an actor. And, and because you really don't see him acting, I mean, the the persona of Darth Vader itself is the ultimate villain, but. That's why he ended up. And speaking of where we are at the top 10, let's put the big list up and see. Because I think we – now, has Alex, have you had Hans Gruber on your list yet? Yes. We got a lot of Hanses on this list. I actually know yeah, Hans, yeah. Hans Gruber, yeah. Landon. Hans Landa, Landon for Hans you. Gruber, Hans Gruber made all our – well, okay, so Alex doesn't have a Darth Vader yet. Did anybody else do a Darth Vader yet? Am I the only one? 
our Darth, I didn't do Darth Vader, and he won't for the same reasons won't be on my list for that reason. Like, I agree with your your approach on this. That's why he came in at number ten. I just had to show. Yeah, him but something. there's been a lot more color added to Darth Vader with like all of these other movies that they've been making. That gives a lot more True. kind of uh, backstory to Darth Vader, and really kind of I think actually makes him a more iconic villain um, from his childhood to like his teen years. I mean, it's. I mean, there's a reason why Disney Plus has Darth Vader's like helmet, literally the first symbol. Now, when you like watch stuff on Disney Plus, so I think I think Darth Vader is a pretty iconic villain. Absolutely. Yep. I think I think uh, Disney with um, their little uh, Marvel and, and Star Wars little side shows and epilogues really helps keep the things going in between these long periods of movies. You know, in the series. So, um, I, oh, I don't and another great villain, by the way, is the Joker. I don't know if anybody has the Joker in their, well, their thing, but you got to be specific. You got which Joker? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Does it oh matter? no, I, 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 I movie? well, Joker on my list was the Dark Knight series, Joker. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that one. Yeah, 100%. that's that's the Joker that made my list. Did either the anybody Heath, else the Heath, Joker? The Heath, Heath Ledger one? Yes, because yeah. I mean, literally. Yeah. Did anybody else pick the Joker? Really? God, I thought Joker would be up there more. We got two left. Eh? I got. I, I, I got to see a breakdown. This it's hard to really. Add. Well, first off, here's the thing: when I'm trying to scroll between our picks, Paul always gets in my way. We just need to remove that whole row so I can look at the data. <laughs> I look at. I can look at the. Oh yeah, so Nurse Ratchet. So Coop and, Coop and I had Nurse Ratchet in the same week. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Two more weeks yeah. coming up. Well, it's that time, Timmy. Listen. First of all, thank you so much for winning me another signed dollar bill from Alex Cabela. <laughs> I just needed you to take 15 minutes longer, Tim. 15 minutes is all I needed. Oh, I yeah. saw him log on, and both Alex and I were like, shit. <laughs> Alex, you, were, Alex you, you actually were the biggest underdog in this case because Paul's texting me one, and no Abe has known me. And- and Abe has known me for like you know, uh, you know a couple of decades, so he knows that I wouldn't have been late. <laughs> no, he just would have said I won't be able to make it. He yeah, I would have said I would have said yeah. that because I wouldn't want to put you in that position. Exactly, Coop. Thank you for coming in. Keep the stash, everybody. Hashtag Coop. Keep the stash. Keep the stash. <laughs> hashtag for the week. Coop. Keep the stash. Or keep the stash, Coop. I like that keep better. The stash, Coop. Keep the stash coop. New hashtag stash. This week. Everybody hashtag it this week. Keep the stash coop. Uh, we hope you had fun uh, this Saturday. As always, joining us every Saturday morning. Best way to start your Saturdays. We hope we made you laugh. We entertained you a little bit. Next week, Enrique Sejas. Don't call it a comeback. Until then, keep it lit. Peace. Oh, crap. I'm not ready. I was getting coop. Come on, you, Paul. Here we go. You suck. <laughs> Try it again. Say keep it lit again. Until next week, everybody, keep it lit.